knowing that 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 hard part was done and we were gonna go home we were gonna start making money and it was all lined up and all of that and so there it's nice to be able to lock something in and then carry on with whatever you're doing knowing that you you're gonna have a job when you get back well, like that's, that's freaking that's awesome that's also coming from the person that didn't have to go to work oh i was in travel Welcome back to the Trap Set Podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron, shooting live from Bali once again. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about a multitude of things. It's a hodgepodge episode. All good stuff, though. Travel tips and ways to save money traveling, kind of what's up with us, next steps. I don't know. It's just going to be, be all over the place. So come on this wild ride with us today. All right, so. So here we are, and we, so we're still in Bali, and I'm scratching bug bites because I just got (laughs) tore up. I just got tore up by this animal this morning that I. It wasn't me. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No, this thing had no mercy. I have now bug bites all over my arms. Um, he's no longer with us. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. And so we just got off a live stream in our Facebook group. Gosh, we're like on it this morning. We're like doing a live stream. Now we're like doing the podcast. Then we Dude, have it's, a... It's 930 in the morning. A meeting with our website designer for hopefully to get the keys to I'm Travses.com, the new website that we've been building for the last couple of months. Couple of months? It's four months now, I guess. Buddy, this started in March. No, March. The first conversations started in March. That's insane. So April, May, June, July. Yeah, four months. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, we, I feel like we're just kind of like on one this morning. We're like. And we're going to go meet with uh, the Bali van expeditions. To maybe rent a van here in Bali, kind of get the scoop on that today. I feel like, because we, the last couple of days, like we've both been sick we haven't been, we just haven't been feeling well at all. We were kind of out for the count, not sleeping, just kind of like, like not leaving the villa or wanting to leave the villa. And now it's like, we've come up like back into the light from like underneath the covers and we're just like, bam, like, let's go, mm-hmm. you know? So what was I saying? Oh, so we just got off the a live stream and we were talking about really kind of just again like we talk about this all the time but just the freedom that we have and the flexibility that as healthcare travelers we're able to start looking for jobs start interviewing lock in a contract all of the things from anywhere in the world and you know we're in bali and we have officially uh, bought our ticket home like we booked our flight home back to the u.s which we'll get into a little bit on this episode but we we head home on september 8th mm-hmm. and so it's crazy so now it's like we know that and starting the process of like okay like we know we're going home at this time and the process of you know getting a job and what that's going to look like and where are we going to go and who's going to work and all of the things like we're starting that process now because it it felt like time we felt ready it felt like okay we're ready to go home we're ready to take a contract we're ready to kind of get back into the grind of that and make some money and do the things for for our next steps and all of that 
and but we got to make that decision. And so we made the decision and we booked the flight and now we're starting the process from Bali. Yeah. And I just think it's so we talked about that on the live stream of kind of walking people through the process of being able to go and travel and have an adventure as healthcare travelers, taking time off after a contract, not necessarily knowing exactly when you want to come back home. You don't have to know. And just get out there and travel. And when you're ready, you'll know when you're ready or you'll run out of money. You can start the process of looking for a job while simultaneously traveling the world. And we shared the process of it. And it was just kind of like, wow, it's really, this is so cool. Well, no, it really is. And I think there's, there's no other profession that I can think of. I mean, possibly out there. I'm just saying that, that I can think of right off the bat that you can literally just talk to your recruiter and say, hey, we're going to leave. I don't know for how long. We'll let you know when we're back. And, like, everything is just like, okay, like, looking forward to it. Like, talk to you soon, if ever. I mean, it's just like, one of, the, right? it's just like one of those things that you have the ability to do that. And you also have the ability to line up a job and run your travel to the max. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can run it to the end. Like, it's not like, well, God, I don't really want to, like, get a job now. I'd like to go see some more countries. But I know I want to work in a couple months, but I'm not sure. Like, you can literally just run that to the max and then start the process when you're ready. Yeah. Which is amazing. I I love that. Run your travel to the max. Right? Is that what you said? Run it to the max. And it's so true because it is. It's like, oh, okay, I know I'm going to run out of money because you have to be realistic too. Like when you're in another country, you can start the process, you can do the interviews, you can lock in the job, but you know, you'll have to come home obviously and do your onboarding and your drug screening and all of that at home in the States and then drive to wherever you're going and get settled in. So you do have to make sure that you have a runway, which is something that we always are looking out for, right? It's like, we have our runway that we know there's that transitional period to get home, get the dog, get the Jeep, do the things, and then get to where we're going. So realistically, you you could start a job. We could start a job in a month, I would say, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. And I would also add, you also have to extend that runway. You know, we always suggest finding your own housing of just putting down that down payment for whether it's an Airbnb, furnished finder or an apartment. Yeah. So like you got to That's got to be included in the runway on top of like travel Getting home expenses and gas and all the things that yeah. all the things that come up with it, because <coughs> it, it's, it, can, it can be a very expensive transition um, upfront costs. Right. It's it can be a lot when you're finding your own housing and all of that. Like it can be expensive. But for us, because we're not coming home until September 8th, you know, realistically we wouldn't be able to start a contract until the end of September because you know we have to get our dog and and we start in Florida we don't know where we're going all of that we always like to give ourselves wiggle room because we're definitely not people who you know want to get there on Sunday and start work on a Monday we like to settle in go to the grocery store get a lay of the land it's just that's how we like to do things so we give ourselves more of a cushion to be able to do that because it just feels more relaxing. I'm not trying to rush and be even more frantic no. going into a new contract. Well, and taking that into account as well, we are two people and that really love to get to our new town, city, wherever it is, get a lay of the land, get our routine down, and get into a routine before we even start the contract. Like, oh. there's no way that I'm going to arrive to a new city 
move into my housing and start the next Monday. Like right. I want a full week to figure out like, okay, this is where our grocery store is. This is where our gym is. Let's actually go to the gym. Let's start that whole schedule. So then that way come my start date, I already have that down pat. Right. Yeah, agreed. That's that's always how we'd like to do it. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to just get in and get going because they want to start making money right away. You can really do it any way that feels good, but we always give more of a runway because we just we like we like the the comfort of that. Um, and so if we so realistically, if we were coming home earlier, then I would say we could start in about a month, right? Because you always have you always have to think about two weeks for your onboarding you know you can never start a job the next day right there's this whole process with onboarding sometimes that takes longer um and the onboarding which is your drug screen and um all paperwork yeah the paperwork licenses, licenses that's always going to be the stuff that's going to delay any sort of a start date and it's the longest stuff to process right so that that usually takes at least i say at least two weeks and then getting to where you're going. So technically, yes, we could start a, a contract in one month, I would say, and that's a pretty realistic bet. So if you're traveling, you could, you know that, right? Okay, I got a couple weeks left, and now, you know, we've done this quite a few times, which I think is why now I feel like we're experts, we can talk about it, like it's very easy to do. We had never run into any issues getting other, getting jobs in other countries. And um, what was I saying? I don't know. It was funny, though, whenever we were about to go live, I was thinking about uh, all of our travels, right? We've been traveling, healthcare traveling for 10 years. And so I was like, did we just like not leave the country? But I remembered, like you said, in Oroville, we actually lined up the contract before we left to go overseas. Mm -hmm. So we knew that we had that time. We also lined up California before we went on our European cruise that one yep. time so we knew we had that contract and we had that month or two to spare in there and then New Zealand but that was when COVID happened yeah so we weren't planning on coming home for a while but so I was just thinking about it and I was like wow you're right like so we landed Portugal and now now yeah and in Manila in Manila yeah okay and that's that I remember what I was gonna say is that when because we've so Aaron took a, an interview in the Manila Airport. Manila you know, Airport. Manila Airport a long time ago and got and got a job in Washington. And and then again in Portugal, uh, got a job in Atlanta. And so there is something so nice about knowing that too of like when you're traveling and on the go, you lock in that job. And so you know it's going to happen, right? You're like, cool, like I'm starting here and there's going to be a process to get there. But you know that you've locked that in. So you can carry on. I think we had maybe a little over a week or so left in the Philippines or in the Philippines or maybe two weeks or something. And then we came back home. But it was like we could just totally enjoy ourselves knowing that 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 hard part was done and we were going to go home. We were going to start making money and it was all lined up and all of that. And so there it's nice to be able to lock something in and then carry on with whatever you're doing, knowing that. You, you're going to have a job when you get back. Well, like, that's, that's freaking that's awesome. That's also coming from the person that didn't have to go to work. Oh, I was in travel. Oh, my God. I'm like, awesome. So we had to finish traveling, you know, through the Philippines or wherever we were. 
or Portugal and then fly home, have a road trip, and then Aaron's going to go to work and well, it's perfect. Okay, and on top of that, again, every time we travel internationally, there's, again, we are so proud to be where we are from and being able to come home into the United States and have the luxuries that we have. You take those things for granted, but when you travel for a long period of time outside the country, you start to miss a lot of those things. And so for Kim, it's I realize it's always been so nice that she knows that the contract's lined up, no big deal, we're going to go to a new city, and then she gets to have the luxuries of the United States and really come off of the international travel in a beautiful, peaceful location while not having to go to work. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> It's I know because we were doing the live and I realized wait a minute I'm the only one that's ever taken contracts coming back from an international travel that's true we want to keep with the theme no we're gonna break that up that's kind of where we're at is like we you know so go so going into this like talking with our recruiter right of okay like who's gonna be working a lot of times we'll rotate because we we have other things going on right so it's like you know, running Travses is like a whole full-time job with all of the things that go into that. And so when both of us are working, it gets a little bit like sticky. It can, it can be overwhelming, but that be, so we'll rotate. But that being said, we're in the place of, of both of us wanting to get a contract, even though we know it's going to be hard for that three month period of time, just with everything else, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be just kind of put your head down and freaking grind. It's going to be a grind. But the potential money with both of us working is awesome because, you know, we we won't get into this, but like we really want to like buy an investment condo. We've talked about this before and there's things that we want to do. And so that will really jumpstart us. Right. We can do it much faster when both of us are working than rotating. Yeah. So that's kind of where we were of like, OK, are we both going to work? technically if one of us works because if maybe there's not something for both of us a lot of times one of us will start the process and then the other one will find a job eventually but we'll start with one so technically i'm up right like technically i would be the one who's up for the contract because aaron took the last one yeah i know it's, it's really hard that that travis thing really gets in the way because of the fact that like kim runs a lot of the day-to-day kind of stuff and then i do a lot of the big projects and dealing with manufacturing and and stuff like that which is things that i can do while working so unfortunately it's like gotten to that point where it's like it's best for her to stay home and run the company while i go to work i'm feeling a little bit like not really wanting to keep with that trend because <laughs> I'm like I couldn't the care. last thing I want to do right now is think about getting a contract but I know well like, but it is what it is like I'm totally fine with taking a contract if that's if if it's the right fit in the right time and if we can both find one that's great too just for the money we can make and like I feel like I'm just com- just being completely open right of just those are the conversations so that now we're starting to have of just like, okay, what is this transition going to look like when we get home? Where are we going? Who's working? Hopefully we both can. And um, we're going to figure it out. But like the, that's where we're at on like the journey of knowing at the end of September, where, where are we going to be? And, and what is like, what is that going to look like? And kind of going through that process as of now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really, it's really exciting, especially when you. Also, can I just say like, 
you know, I'm joking, like, ish. <laughs> but, you know, when it comes to, you know, me, everyone knows, like, Aaron takes more contracts. And, and, and it is, it's funny because, like, everyone knows, like, obviously I don't love older Salon or, like, but it's, it serves a purpose and it's, and I'm, I'm here for it, right? Like, I'm grateful to be able to have that opportunity to take a three-month contract, make really good money, use that moving forward for all the other stuff that we want to create and build and whatever. Um, and so it is kind of that joke between us is like, you know, you're always the one working and I'm home doing other things, which is true. But also, I'm always open for working. And I feel like I make that very, I feel like I'm very honest about that, like with you of just like, yeah. I don't think you're like trying to skirt if if it was up to you to get a contract, I know you would take one. Okay. It just miraculously always goes into the fact that wow, look at this contract for you. It's in a great location and it's really good money and look at the hours versus what I've been up, you know. Yeah. And so no, it always sways in it your direction. It always sways. But I just I just want to make that very clear that like Yeah. I think we've gotten to a point where your contracts have to be so perfect that you can't turn it down. Because it just does work for me to get a contract. Yeah. It just works. It's the way that, like, it's worked out in our relationship. It's worked out for what we have going on. And that just works for us. I feel like we have a really good system. Really good system. When you're working. But also, again, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there that we both can work because I really want to make that money. Well, right. Even though I know it's going to be a freaking shit show. But this is also the worst time ever to try to buy any sort of house or... Well, but yeah, but we're not ready to do that yet. But I think, again, it's just getting ourselves in that position yeah. that we're, you know, we're going home, we're going to make a good amount of money and we're just kind of stacking and we're getting ourselves in position to start you know, yeah. going after that kind of personal stuff that we want to create, you know, 100%. that's 100%. kind of the point. Like, yeah. obviously we can't do it right this second, but it's just continuously setting us up to be able to move in that direction when the time comes. Exactly. All right. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah. Okay. Nice talk. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> we worked out a lot in this one. Yeah. Dude. No, but I, I, I gotta say like, it's, it's, I was getting at it. Was, it's, there's something about it that We've been traveling now. When we get home, it'll be five months international, which is crazy. It's amazing that we have the freedom to do that, which is so cool with these jobs and the fact that we can just take as much time off as we want, which is the main reason we love healthcare traveling. But knowing that like we're going home and that whole plan of like once we knew that, then we're like, okay, what do we want to go do? And the fact that my 40th birthday is coming up in, in August and I wanted to be doing something like super adventurous and things like that, but like Kim lost her luggage, which then, you know, she doesn't have all the stuff to go do these major adventurous things and we're not going to buy them. Like um, hiking shoes and clothes and that. Yeah. yeah. So basically trying to figure that out, but we did come up with the fact that we're going to go to Vietnam, which is really close and the flights are really cheap from Bali. Which is really awesome, and it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go and always wanted to dive into, and I think, like, the culture, the food, and the history is kind of something I'm super interested in, and so I'm really excited to go there for my 40th birthday. Yeah, so the plan is we're leaving Bali on 9-10, Aaron's birthday, or 8-10, Aaron's birthday is on the 11th, 
And yep, it's just like a super quick flight, super cheap to Ho Chi Minh City. And so on his birthday, we're going to do a food tour on a scooter, which again, like we're, we're big foodie travelers, right? Like anyone who knows us, follows us, all the things like we love food. It's important to us while we're traveling. And so Vietnam has been like on our bucket list for a really long time to be able to go and like explore like the food scene. And I love that there's a huge French influence there because Vietnam was occupied by France. I think it was like twice or something. Um, but yeah, so there's like a lot of influence there with the French cuisine and the bread. French which baguettes. I'm like, listen, I don't really like meat. Um, it's a bit, it's a big meat culture, but there's also a lot of vegetables and stuff. So I should be fine. But I'm like, just give me a baguette. Like, I'm good. Well, a baguette and then like the pickled vegetables from uh. the banh mi. Oh, God. If I can get, like, a a vegetable banh mi and, like, some really good, like, vegetable forward pho. Forward pho? Yeah, vegetable forward. Oh, okay. You haven't heard of forward pho? No, I didn't think that translates in Vietnamese, but... But there's so many, like, I mean, you are just going to be foodie freaking So Kim was researching and she found, uh, so I'm not a big broth person. That's one reason why I don't like soup. I like the flavor of the broth, but it's like I almost wish somebody could flavor it and then dump it out, which is always what I want to do. But she found a pho that is literally the same stuff as pho with no broth. And I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Yeah. That is what I'm eating the entire time I'm there. It's like built for you. Like, this is your dream food. Yeah. And it has like a cracked egg and like pork on top. Like, oh, yeah. just ridiculous. Game like, on, baby. You're, yeah. Like, you Game are in food. On. I have a whole notes of like all this food that I'm like, eh. But like, you are just going, you're gonna wear a bib the whole time. Yeah. You're gonna be so happy. Yeah. And, and you know, here's the thing too is, is we, we were gonna go to Vietnam even though we've always wanted to because in August it happens to be like monsoon season. Yeah. Um, so the rains and all of that like doesn't sound that much fun. But it's hard to like plan for the perfect time of year everywhere you go. Like it's just, you know, so we're like, are we, we're on this side of the world. We don't know when we'll be coming back. Like, should we just go? And if, if, if it's miserable, then we'll leave, you know? And so we have, we know somebody there who lives in Ho Chi Minh city. And so I've been talking to her and she was saying, you know, yes, it does rain a lot, like at night and stuff, but like, it's not that bad. It's not like you can't leave. Like it's, you know, I mean, we're in rainy season right now in Ubud and it's like, yeah, it rains every day, but like you can still, you still go on with life. Right? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Put on a poncho and freaking go. Well, remember your thought. Because I was just thinking about this when you said this. It's funny, right? Because the first time we came to Bali, it was officially, like, the rainy season. And it was actually amazing. Like, it's rained more now than it did in their official rainy season. But I did learn from one of my drivers that was driving us around that the rainy season happens in different cities. So, like, Ubud is more north. Then, you know, the the Simniac, the Changus and all that kind of stuff. And then the islands are different as well. And so it's different time periods that it's like rainy season. So this is technically like more of the rainy season in Abud here in July time. But I will say we came during the official rainy season when on the internet it says Bali's rainy season. And it was amazing. It was perfect. And then we went to Chiang Mai during smoke season. 
and it was actually perfect. But again, we planned that whole thing. We'll, we'll go. We'll check it out. If it's bad, we'll leave. Right. And it ended up being magical because then I feel like a lot of people stay away because of like peak season. Because of the whole like smoke and rain and stuff like that. And so right. it's beautiful. Right. Exactly. And I think that's what, right. It's like it's like it's hard to plan perfectly. And, and like you said, a lot of the peak season, it's so touristy and it's like so busy. And so, yeah, you can't plan exactly how it's all going to go. Like we were going to go to the Thai Islands, but it's also monsoon season there. And um, one of one of our friends was actually there and she was saying like, you know, it's still beautiful, but it, it has been rainy. A lot of things have been canceled because the water's choppy. And so you can't go out and do the different like trips or snorkel trips. And if we're going to go to the Thai Islands, like I don't want it to be monsoon season. Right. And so we kind of decided not to do that this time around and we'll circle back. But then with Vietnam, we're like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's just go. And I booked the flight to Ho Chi Minh City, and that's all I have booked right now. And we'll see how it goes. If for some reason it's it's not pleasant or we're like, screw this, then we'll we'll get up on out of there. Well, and I think, too, that comes down to activities as well, right? Like, I don't plan on doing a lot of snorkeling in Vietnam. I plan on eating everything inside. And you can eat in a poncho in the rain. And I can eat in a poncho in the rain. Exactly. Right? Like, it's not like, oh, man, it's raining. I can't eat. Yeah, exactly. You know? so, right. It depends on, like, your activities. Right. If you plan on being out in the sun and laying by the beach and doing snorkeling and boating, like, the last thing you want is rough seas and monsoons. Right. Like, 100%. So obviously, like I said, I just wanted to lay that preface because Chiang Mai, we weren't snorkeling either, right? We were just exploring. So the smoke did have more of a prevalence to like hiking and things like that. So, you know, there's times you really got to look at where you're going versus like if it's rainy season, monsoon season, smoke season, things yeah, like that. Yeah, based off what you want right. to do. 100%. But we can eat in anything. Oh, so. Yeah. That's the tentative I mean, plan. And we're we'll, a hurricane. I'm still eating some, some fudge. Just and inside don't care. in your bed. Yeah. Just getting it delivered. Just bring it. They'll deliver. They don't care. I know. Oh my <laughs> God. So yeah, that's that's our plan. We're doing a scooter uh, food tour for Aaron's birthday all over Ho Chi Minh City, which I'm really excited because they say like not only is it an amazing food tour, but it's a great way to see all different sides of the city because we ride on the back of a scooter with with um their drivers are only women which mm-hmm. i actually think is really cool because i was reading like the faqs and someone was like oh, you, oh please read that question yeah it said something like um why do you only have women drivers men drivers are stronger aren't men drivers more strong or something like that? Are, yeah was- aren't they more strong or something and yeah we were <laughs> like oh my god and the answer was well we'll never argue that you know, the women drivers are stronger, but women drivers are more conscientious. They're slower drivers. They have less accidents uh, than the men in Vietnam on scooters. And it was like 90%. They don't run red lights. Yeah. And they said out of all the accidents that they've evaluated, 98% of them involve men. 90%. 90% involve men. Yeah. That's insane. I believe it. Because, like, Ho Chi Minh City, if you Google it, like, it's a wild... I mean, it's a huge city, uh, but it's known for being wild when it comes to, like, scooters and traffic and all of that. So, that should be interesting. We'll, We'll each be on the back of a scooter with a different woman driver. Yeah. So, I can't wait see, to watch I, it. You're going to be on the back just like holding on to this like sweet little Vietnamese girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> like as she's like 
weaving in and out of traffic. You're just going to be holding it. on. Well, I'll just be filming your face the whole time. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. It's slash awesome. terrified. Okay, so let's talk about all things healthcare traveling. As travelers, we are all about working less, traveling more, having more adventures, and really just creating a life on our own terms. In 2012, when we decided to quit our full-time jobs, sell our house, and basically everything we owned, and took the leap into this crazy travel life, it was the best decision we've ever made. It completely changed our lives in all of the ways, and it opened up so many doors that we didn't even know were there. We love teaching everything that we've learned. We are obsessed with it. It is one of our passions, and we love helping new travelers get started, which is why we decided to create our online course, Traveler School. So Traveler School is basically your one-stop shop for everything that you need to know to jumpstart your travel career and really set yourself up for success. Everything is in the course. It is basically 10 years worth of all of our knowledge, all of our experience, all the mistakes that we've already made, we have put inside this one course that you can binge on in one weekend. So here's the deal, what you learn inside Traveler School will not only help you travel smarter and make more money, because that's a given. This course alone has helped hundreds of students save thousands and thousands of dollars every single contract. That is a fact, okay? But it will also really give you the confidence and the tools and support to help you have the most fun, the most successful experience you possibly can as a traveler, so if you are ready to create the life of your dreams, we've got you covered. So head over to kimandarong.com forward slash t-school to learn all the things, get all the details, and to sign up. And we'll see you on the inside. That being said, the okay, so this is like kind of the tip I wanted to share. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get it back to here so <laughs> it's called say it it's called <laughs> zip it <laughs> so we're this is a traveler pro tip alert okay a trav says traveler pro tip. trav says traveler pro tip okay and then we gotta wrap this up because we got chris, a meeting chris we gotta get it oh on. we got 30 minutes okay so we booked a flight home to the u.s as i said in the beginning on september 8th and we booked it home from South Korea. Okay. A, it kind of worked out perfectly because Aaron has always wanted to go to South Korea. It's never really been like high on my list, but like for some reason it has for you. Food, bro. Yeah. Food. Yeah. And then I kind of looked into it, the food stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Well, and again, it's meat forward, but... Yeah, you know, like it, the Korean barbecue. Which every time we've been in like uh, city healthcare traveling, I've seen like a somebody raving about this Korean barbecue place or whatever. And I've always wanted to go and we've never gone ever. And so I've always wanted to go. And so now I'm hoping that if we go to Korea, then we can see it. And then it's like that vibe where like, ooh, this place in Seattle is cool. Let's go there. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to do a food tour in South Korea for sure. Um, they do have, like, the Korean fried chicken. Woo! And here's the thing. Like, I don't love meat, but I will eat it 
in some situations. Like I wanna I like to try things. I don't like the creepy stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like it was not like Korean fried chicken, that sounds amazing to me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways, we were we're heading home to the US through South Korea. So the plan is to go to South Korea for a couple of days and then we'll fly home from there. So we leave Bali on um, 8-10 and we head to the U.S. on 9-8. So basically we're filling in the gaps to kind of get us to South Korea to go home. So we're going to just kind of be traveling around for that time, hopefully in Vietnam. But I never said that like that. (laughs) I always say Vietnam. Wow. Wow. Okay, Vietnam. And then we'll kind of go from there. So why did I pick South Korea? Good question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> why did you? So originally when I was looking to get us back home, as we know, flights are so crazy right now. Everything is so expensive. It's just it's just absolute chaos. The flights from, I looked from Bali to New York and it was um, like $700. And I was like, wow, this is freaking great. That's standard, right? Like that's usually how much flights are for one way. And so I kind of put a pin in it and then I circled back because when we were like, okay, let's go ahead and book our flight home. Like we're ready. We know we want to go home. I circled back to look and the flights had gone up for like to like $1,500, $1,600, $1,700. Weren't some $2,700? Uh, yeah, that was from Bangkok. Jesus. Yeah, it was insane. I'm like, well, oh my gosh. Okay, like I'm not paying three thousand dollars plus just to fly home like for one one person right no when i was looking at them being about fifteen hundred dollars i was like for both of us to fly home it would be like over three thousand dollars and i was like there's no way that i'm going to like that that's insane to me that you're not getting anything added there's no extra time there there's no other fun place you get to travel to like you just you're you're sitting on a an airplane for $3,000 basically going home. That seems ridiculous to me, right? So I said, I no, that's not going to work. So I started the process of, of trying to find what would be the best route to go home, which is what I usually do. Why are you looking at me like that? I, I was wondering if I was going to get any credit on this, but I, you can tell me because I don't know, you just showed up with like the routes. And so I said... Is there any way to open up? Because I feel like we had that kind of route in our head because that's the route we took. It was just like we know that Bangkok to New York is usually a good deal. And so we just had that in our heads. Like, let's just get to Bangkok and figure out how we can get back home. And I was like, is there any way to open up and figure out where the cheapest flight into the United States is? And it could be somewhere close to this area, which then is, is easier to get us home. Right. Yeah, you were asking, like, what's the cheapest airport? It doesn't even have to be New York. It's like, what's the cheapest airport route that you can get back into the U.S.? Like, is there different deals going on? Because you know, certain airports will have different deals for different things. So, like, if we could just get back there, then it would be cheaper than our final destination is Orlando, right? So, like, so that was kind of your thought. It's like, is there any deals going on yeah. to a different airport? It doesn't have to be Orlando or right. New York. It could be Chicago or it could be... It could be Iowa. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Like these random places that have yeah. deals. 
and it was a good idea but i'm like i i don't know how to search for that right like what deals are going on for each airports you know or airlines or airlines yeah but it was a it was a good thought because that's 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 kind of the point of what i'm getting to is like you don't have to go from specific airports right because like if i would have just kept it at bali or if i would have just kept it at bangkok to fly back home to the states well those tickets were super expensive and i'm like this is crazy and and we were very flexible with our dates which makes it really easy when you can be flexible with dates because you know on september 1st it could be two thousand dollars but on september 6th it could be 500 right like it's crazy so you if you can stay open with your dates and you can stay open with where you are flying from that's going to be your best bet because what I did and I'll tell you exactly what I did to find this flight but knowing too that once you I knew that the flights through Asia which is where we currently are are so cheap to get from place to place to Mm -hmm. place so like if we needed to fly to Bangkok okay we can get a cheap flight to Bangkok if we need to fly to Ho Chi Minh City okay our, our flight there was like 43 bucks or something or yeah. 50 bucks. Like uh, if we want to fly to uh, wherever else, like it's, it's very accessible and they're pretty cheap. So because that's the other thing is like, OK, I'm, I'm jumping around all over the place. So what I did was I got on Skyscanner, which is a really, really great um, App? Website. website. Yeah. And you can put in where you currently are and then you can put in anywhere or everywhere and it will tell you basically the cheapest flights going on right now from where you currently are and it will just break it down so we'll have like everywhere that you can go and and how much things are and it it, it's um categorized from cheapest to most expensive so it's a really like if you're just kind of like i don't care where i'm going like i just want to see where i could go what are the possibilities and like be inspired that's such a great tool and then you can like dig in you can also put in an entire month so the entire month of september the entire month of uh, october august like and it will tell you the prices based on each day so you can pick the day that's the cheapest you can pick the location So I started doing that and I was like, wow, like, cool. Like, look at all, like we could go to South Korea for, you know, uh, super cheap. And, you know, so I kind of got, got a sense of where we could actually go. And then from there, I put in South Korea to New York and I found flights and I put in the whole month of August first, because originally we wanted to go home in August and it was um, like 500 and something dollars. And I was like, holy crap. Because so I kind of used that first little bit of seeing like, oh, how much is a flight to me? And I was using New York because it's such a big outpost in the States. How much is it from Ho Chi Minh City to New York? How much is it from, you know, Bangkok to New York? How much is it from South Korea to New York? So that's how I kind of use it because I could see it was so cheap to get to these other places, right? Like. So that's how I ended up with South Korea as a possible option. So I saw 500 and something bucks and I'm like, or, or no, it was more expensive. It was whatever. It was more expensive. And then I put in September and yeah. I was like, 
it was like 500 and something dollars on the 8th. And I was like, oh my God, like compared to 1500. Right. It's a $1,000 per ticket. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty cool. And holy crap. So it was like, but if we wanted to leave on August 31st, it was going to be, you know, like a thousand. Right. But then if we wanted to leave on the 8th, which is what we ended up doing, it was so much cheaper. Granted, you have to put into play that obviously we're staying longer. So you're still spending more money. Right. Right. Like we're not like leaving on the 8th because now we're saving all this money. We're still going to be spending money because you're paying for hotels and you're traveling and all of that. But to me, it was worth it to have more time and to to pay more money to just enjoy the traveling well, part right. of it. It goes back to what you were saying. And I've never really thought about it like that, ever. It's because I always am like, well, we're still going to spend the money. Like, it's not like we're saving money. But in that aspect, we are. But it's like you're literally paying to fly for a day or two, and that's it. And then you show up in the United States versus like now we have a route that is way cheaper for all of those flights than it was just to fly home from Bangkok. And we get to go experience Vietnam and South Korea and still fly home for cheaper than we were going to originally pay. Right. Like we get an experience out of it and we'll probably pay a little bit more than if I would have just booked the tickets that were going to be over $3,000, right? Like, we'll probably end up... You think? I don't know. Maybe not. I think I it just so. kind of depends. But, like, close to it, and we get a whole experience out of it instead of just sitting on a plane and getting home to the States. Right. And so it's like, that's how what you kind of have to, like, weigh out, right? And for us, we're like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. So I was like, let's book these tickets. Because, you know, the way things are going, everything's so up and down, you know, flights go up so quickly. So I booked those tickets. And then after, you know, I ended up buying um, cancel insurance, basically. So I booked it through the Hopper app, which I love because Hopper will also tell you, hey, like this price is going to go up. So uh, book now or this price is going to go down. So wait, like it's a good predicting app. I booked through that app because that's where I found the best price. Um, so I saw on Skyscanner, but then I looked on my Hopper app and got the best price in flight through them. And so I bought and paid an extra $100 a ticket so that I could change the flight anytime I wanted. I won't get reimbursed, but if I if we wanted to change our dates or uh, a location, we could for free. And to me, right now, that's priceless. So yeah. that was an extra $100 a ticket. And then once we bought our our seats, which you have to do now, that was an extra like $73. So it ended up being like $700 plus a ticket because of the extra stuff. But again, still, compared to what we were going to be paying, mm -hmm. You know, it was a lot cheaper. And so knowing that don't like keep your your eyes and ears open to other airports, because, again, yeah, it could be expensive to now say, well, now I have to fly to South Korea. And what's what's that tacked on to the price? Does it end up being the same amount? Like you have to look at all the moving parts. But for us, like getting to South Korea was like a $50 plane ride. So, no, that doesn't even come close to a $1,500 ticket. Right. 
So you got to really, it's like healthcare traveling when it comes to finding housing. It's more work. You got to get under the hood. There's a lot of moving parts. I have, I've got multiple websites going on, looking at different prices and different routes and what's the cheapest and all of that. And really weighing out, is this really cheaper or does it just appear to be cheaper? But when you tack on all the other stuff it's going to require to get there, it's really not. Right. And that takes time and it takes being organized and mapping it out. But it's so worth it at the end when you realize, wow, like I found something that's actually a much better deal and we get to have an experience built into the cost and it all ended up working out. Right. And I think, too, like for us, and at least for me, it's funny, like to hear the upfront cost of like, oh, seven hundred dollars for a ticket home versus 15 to two thousand dollars home. The other stuff, the spending the money on the experience of getting to go to South Korea, getting to go to Vietnam. I don't care if that goes over the ticket costs. Exactly. It's that upfront, like how much does a ticket home cost? And then it's like that, oh, like that gut-wrenching, like, crap, that's expensive. And we're not getting an experience out of it. So what I'm saying is, like, I'll spend money for experiences uh-huh. anytime. It's 100%. that It's that hardcore, like, upfront, you know, $2,000, $3,000 just for a plane ticket that I'm just like, eh. That you get nothing out of. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. And so it's like, don't write off just specific airports. Use the Skyscanner. Put in some time, do some research. There are really great deals to be had from different air. I never would have thought to like fly out of South Korea. It just like didn't even occur to me. Well, and we get a layover in San Fran. And what? yes, which we love the San Francisco airport. We lived there for so long. And so we're really familiar with that area. So we have like a nine hour layover. And so at 1130 in the morning, so for us, we're like, hell yeah, like we can get a cab, we can go to one of our favorite places, hashtag Orens, yeah, or take the train down to Orens, get some hummus, go to our park, watch the planes take off, like we get to just go have an afternoon in one of our favorite places. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I wonder if it's still there. Sure. So it ended up working out good, and then sometimes to piecemealing your path home or anywhere you're going is so much cheaper and sometimes it is sometimes it's not but again this all it's all about the research but instead of booking from South Korea to Orlando right. which was uh, a lot more expensive because South Korea to New York is a route right so those routes that are super high trafficked and popular are always cheaper right big airports easy like it's just way cheaper from South Korea to Orlando was so I don't even remember what it was but I know it was like 1300 like 14 like it was it was high where I was like damn so that like going to New York I got us there for say 700 bucks and then I found a flight from New York to Orlando that departs a couple of hours after we land right because you got to make sure the timings all match up so again it's not as easy but it's doable. You just got to put some thought into it. I found a flight from New York to Orlando for 50 bucks on mm-hmm. Spirit Airlines. I'm like, hell yeah. So, you know, you can piecemeal trips together and end up finding these cheaper flights that make up make it so much well, easier. Well, and it's nice too because we're coming from San Fran. So our first port of entry into the United States is San Francisco. 
So we'll go through customs, we'll do all that in San Fran, and then it's just a domestic flight. So all we have to do is change terminals. Right. Or like, not terminals, but like, yeah. we don't even have to like, go through customs and do all that. So it was nice to find a flight for two hours, you know, with a two hour yeah. layover and then be home at a decent time. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's really just, I wanted to share that as a tip of when you're booking flights, really keep things open. And really do some research because you can find some deals even in today's crazy flight climate that things are so expensive. But put some time into it. Use that everywhere. It's a everywhere tool on Skyscanner. It's such a gem. And um, yeah, look into it. Plan a trip. Make Get in your experience, which I'm so excited because now we have like four weeks to go travel and have an experience before we head home and get back into the grind of contract work and all of that. And just enjoy. Enjoy our time. Yeah, that's it, right? And we get our passports back today. Oh. We had to get a visa extension, which we did to stay in Bali. So we get our passports. Which we can talk about on another episode. We get back today. So we're going to go and have some fun in the Gilly Islands this weekend. And um, yeah, let's leave it there. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, as you know, map your own path and always stay travestessed. We will see you next week. And on Instagram at Kim and Aaron G. Follow our story.